we find ourselves in the second consecutive week of a double Parsha. This time it's Achremos Kedoshim. Rechaim Shmulevitz in Hesichos uh, Musr, in Maimer Samiches, notes that we read the beginning of Parsha Achremos on Yom Kippur as well, because it mentions the death of Aaron's two sons, none of an Aviyu. The Be'er Hetiv in Orachaim Simon Tuf Reish Chaf Aleph, quoting the Zohar and the Arizal, he writes something fascinating. Be'er Hetiv writes, Hamitsta'er al Misas bnei Aaron, Umori Dimos Aleim, someone who is pained by the death of Nadam and Aviyu, and he cries for them, Biyoma Kippurim on Yom Kippur, Mochlin Avonosav, Ubanav Ein Mesim Bechayev. That person is, his sins are forgiven, and he won't see children die in his life. Very strong words. Very strong words. So the question has to be asked, is this even possible, let alone practical? How are we actually expected to feel any sort of pain for two individuals who passed away thousands of years ago? And especially when you learn all of the sources and all the reasons, it seems like maybe there was some reason why these two were punished. Are we really supposed to internalize the deaths of Nadav and Aviyu in this way? And the truth is, we could apply that same question to the time period that we're in. Svira is a time that we observe certain customs of Avelos to mourn the loss of Rabbi Akiva's 24,000 students. Now, aside from not shaving, it's supposed to aff- is this supposed to affect me in some way? I've never met any of them. I don't know anyone who's ever met any of them. It was so long ago. How does this loss truly impact me at all? And again, over the last few weeks, we've observed Yom HaShoah, Yom HaZikaron, Every year I struggle with trying to understand and interpret the magnitude of loss that our people have suffered, even in the last hundred years. And every year I have a hard time internalizing this loss. How are we supposed to do it? So we ask this question in three different iterations, but the question is the same. There are sad events from our history. That's the truth. That's the reality. That while we may be able to appreciate the magnitude of, how are we possibly meant to connect to them in any way, internalize them in a real and meaningful way? So Chaim Shmulevitz in that same mimer explains that this is indeed our task. Nadav and Aviyu were two of the greatest Jewish leaders of their time, the future leadership of Am Yisrael. They had so much potential that went unfulfilled and could have influenced so many Jews, which could have trickled down through the generations until this very day. Says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz so powerfully, to cry over their loss is to cry over lost potential. The Be'er Hetiv is teaching us that such a person will have his sins forgiven because he recognizes that although he may have made a mistake, he can become so much greater. Recognizing lost potential drives us to become better, which brings us to tshuva. The Be'er Hetiv isn't giving some magic formula. He's explaining the earliest stages of the tshuva process. Perhaps this is also why the Parsha is called Achremos, when in reality, it mostly deals with the process of the Seir Lazazel and achieving a atonement for the Jewish people. Only when we first internalize the death of Nadav and Aviyu and appreciate the potential that was lost, then Achremos, we can begin to achieve atonement as a people and make strides towards greatness. This is also what makes us cry on Yom HaShoah and Yom HaZikaron for that matter. We obviously mourn the loss of 6 million Jews, but we're mourning the lost potential. Think about what a different world we would be in if 6 million Jews had not been killed in the previous generations. And how that number over 70 years later could have resulted in millions of more Jews populating the world. Think about how many more Jews would be learning Torah, keeping mitzvot, going to Minyan every day. 
Think about how many more parts of the world would have vibrant yeshivos. The Holocaust, for us, represents the largest elimination and eradication of potential that we as Jews have experienced in our entire history. And this is also what we are mourning during the time period of Sirius Omer. Imagine 24,000 of the world's brightest and most talented Talmidei Chachamim all being wiped out in a span of several weeks. Take away the Mir Yeshiva, Lakewood, Chavetz Chaim, Yeshiva University, every other major Yeshiva in America and Israel. What are we left with? These 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva were the future Torah leaders of Am Yisrael. How much Torah was lost from the world because of their passing? How many more Jews today would be observant if those 24,000 Torah scholars could have taught the next generation Torah? The pain is over lost potential. And therefore, the Torah gives us a hint, a hint of a blueprint for how to recognize our own potential, both our potential and in others. Later, when discussing the Kohen Gadol, the Torah tells us, this is in Perak Tazai and Pasuk Lamed Beis, that the Kohen, who had been appointed or who was given the authority to serve in place of his father, shall atone for the people. Tachas Aviv, in place of his father. The Pasuk is teaching that the Kohen Gadol's son is first to succeed him, assuming that he's suitable for the position. The Torah teaches Tachas Aviv that he serves in place of the father. Rev Gamliel Rabinowitz explains the reason why the Pasuk felt the need to mention Tachas Aviv is that it's driving home the message of where the Kohen's potential comes from. If there was ever a person who could think that his greatness came from him, it's the Kohen Gadol, the one who's been appointed above everybody else to be the spiritual shepherd of Am Yisrael. Therefore, the Kohen Gadol needs to be reminded that he's only serving Tachas Aviv. He must deeply understand his roots and realize that he's only there bizchus, the previous generations. If the Kohen Gadol appreciates that his position is a Yerusha, it's an inheritance, that he only has succeeded in achieving the pinnacle of spiritual leadership due to Zchus Avos, then he's fit to serve as the Kohen Gadol, and he can get Kapara for the nation. But if, however, the Kohen Gadol loses sight of his past, he mistakenly thinks that this is all about him and not those who came before him, then there's a major flaw in his character, and he's rendered unfit to serve. He's not there in his own right, but rather just Tachas Aviv, in place of his father. The way that we recognize our potential is by tapping into our Misora, by realizing how great we could be based on how great the previous generations were. There's a famous story um, told about the Nitziv, Rav Naftali Svi Yehuda Berlin. He was the Rosh Yeshiva of Alajan in Lithuania for, uh, you know, in the late 19th century. He told the following story at a suda that he made um, during one of his uh, completions of one of his svarim. When he was about 10 years old, he heard his father crying in the kitchen and he hid behind the wall and he listened to the conversation that his parents were having. And his father was explaining to his mother how he tried everything to get her shleib, that was the Nitziv's Yiddish name, to learn Torah, but he simply didn't seem interested or motivated. Now he, heard, he had hoped that his son Hirsch, Hirsch Leib would become a Talmud Chacham, but it seems like that dream would not come true. And instead, his father suggested that they take Hirsch Leib out of yeshiva and they train him to be a craftsman, to begin assisting the family financially somehow. The Nitziv said that he was taken aback by the pain that his father was in. And he decided at that moment to, get, to dedicate himself to Torah learning. He ran into the kitchen and he begged his parents to give him one more chance to allow him to remain in yeshiva and become a Talmud Chacham. 
And at this Suda, the Nitziv remarked, Imagine what would have happened had I not overheard my father that day. I would have arrived in Shamayim after 120, and I would have been given an accounting of my life. I would have to explain that I was an honest craftsman who was Koveya Itim. I set aside time to learn. I raised a family. We were following in the ways of Torah. And then they would ask me, okay, you're a good guy. You're a Balabat. You're a Balabais. But where is the Amek Davar? Where is the Amek She'ela? Both Svarim that the Nativ wrote. The Nativ said he would respond, I have no idea what you're talking about. And this would only confuse the judges. They would note that it says in their file, the Nativ wrote these Svarim. And I would say, it must be a mistake. To which they would reply, you may not have wrote them, but you could have. Maybe it's because we don't have high enough expectations for ourselves. Maybe we reason there are so many other Tamir Chachamim who write Svarim. There are people who are learning in Kolel. Why do I need to learn their learning? There are people doing mitzvahs all the time. Why does the world need my mitzvah? How shocked we would be if when we get up to Shemayim after 120 and we're asked about a safer that we were supposed to write, about a leadership role in our shul, in our community that we were supposed to take, let us truly recognize the power of potential. To cry on Yom Kippur over Nadav and Aviyu, to be pained by the six million Jews who perished in the Holocaust, to be moved by so many of our brothers and sisters who give up their lives so that we have the state of Israel, to be moved by the 24,000 Talmidei Chachamim who died during Sfirasa Omer, the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. May we use our past and all those who came before us to realize that we are all Tachas Aviv. And Amir Tzashem will be able to use this as a motivation to maximize our efforts in reaching our potential and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.